0: Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us today. I hope the content encourages you and helps you build your faith. Now enjoy the message. All right. 2021 um, was an easy message to prepare for, right? I knew exactly what I wanted to preach. I knew exactly where I wanted to go. Daily presence. What do you do to have a great year? And as I was preparing, the Lord spoke so clearly to my heart. We're starting in the wrong spot. Oh wait, but Lord, it's 2021. It's the first Sunday of 2021. I know exactly where we need to go. And the Lord said, don't start with what we need to do. Start with what needs to die. Let me read to you John 15:1 through3. This is Jesus engaging His followers. And as he's engaging them, he's letting them know the necessity of living in relationship with him. And as he begins with what it means and the value and the importance of living in relationship with Jesus, these are his words. He says, John 15, 1 through 3, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they'll produce even more. You've already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you. Isn't that interesting? Jesus is saying, hey, I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to tell you how critically important it is that you live in relationship with me. Now, the first thing I want you to know is not what you need to do, but what needs to die. In other words, you have to get rid of some things before you can start doing what you need to do so that they may have effect. This week is what I need to stop doing. Next week is what I need to start doing. My kids uh, have been home for far too long during this Christmas break. Can some parents amen in this place? I have some homeschool friends that were like, well, welcome to our world. My kids are like this every day. And I was like, great. I'm glad your kids are perfect. Mine are terrorists. They're ripping the place apart, right? Mine are not made for this. I'm so thrilled that yours are. And it's not probably my kids. It's probably me. But that's a whole another story. Anywho, they've been home for far too long. And I think it's still, what, like another week? What are we doing? Like Wednesday, thank you, praise the Lord for the teacher in the place, right? She's like, no, 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 breaks need to be longer, breaks need to be longer. But we, my kids are home, and my son the other day had already nearly, literally burned the house down. We had a, a fireplace that was going, and he saw the rocks and the fuzz in the bottom and was playing with that with toys, and I, just everything in between, colored on walls. I was fixing, fixing sheetrock, and just, just crazy, right? And so it was time for bed, and he comes to me, and he says, hey, Daddy, he says, Can I uh, watch the tablet tonight when I go to bed? And I said, No. And he said, Dad, he said, Please. He said, Daddy, I will be really good. I said, No. You're, you're not not watching the tablet tonight. So then I went and I did something, and he took it upon himself to clean his room, put his pajamas on, brush his own teeth, and then climb into his bed and wait there so patiently. And I, and I walked in and I saw him, and he said, "Daddy, I cleaned my room, I brushed my teeth, I put on my jammies. I've been so good. Can I have the tablet?" And I said, Dude, "Let me ask you something for a second. Do you think that you can spend 15 minutes of doing?" What's good, and a whole day of doing what you shouldn't do, and still get what you want. Let me apply it to you. Do you think that you can spend all week long, Monday through Saturday, living however you want, and then pop into church on Sunday and get what you expect to get out of your relationship with the Lord? If we're talking about having a great 2021, it's not, we need to start doing it. We need to start coming to church. You're here. We need to start reading our Bible. You're doing that. We need to start praying. You're doing that. We need to talk about what needs to stop. Because the things that are still happening that are sabotaging what God is trying to do in your life are the first things we have to take correction with not what we need to do more of. That's ironic. Jesus starts and he says, "You want to have a great relationship with me? Don't start doing more right away. Start removing things. What needs to go?" So I've got 3 things for you. This is going to be as simple and as applicable as it gets. 3 things to stop in 2021 to have a better year. Next week we'll talk about what we need to start, but first, we need to start with what we need to stop. Number 1, Stop cut off remove turn into firewood what does Jesus say prune the branches burn them up let them burn stop relationships with the wrong people stop hanging out with stop being around stop being friends stop dating stop relationships with the wrong people 1 Corinthians 15:33 I love this verse Paul is talking to a Corinthian crowd that found it kind of cool to brag about their sins and the sinners that they hung out with. You all know those people, right? Oh man, they're, they're crazy. They party all the time. They're always in trouble. They're a real good friend of mine. We hang out all the time. Right? Like I was giving them street cred or something like that. That's what the Corinthians were doing. So 1 Corinthians 15 he says, Don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts Good character. In other words, the wrong people will bring you down before you bring them up. The wrong people, bad company, will corrupt your good character. And how does Paul start? He says, don't be fooled. In other words, you are a fool if you believe you can hang out with the wrong people and still live like Jesus wants you to live. It is foolish to think that I can be in relationship with the wrong people, the wrong friends... And still have this thriving relationship that I desire with Jesus. Don't be fooled about those things. Bad company corrupts good character, which means you're desperate for friends, you've got kids, you've got nobody to hang out with, and all of a sudden your neighbors are inviting you over and all they want to do is sit in the garage and drink all night and and use foul language and talk about things they shouldn't talk about. But hey, you need some friends, right? So maybe you can still be a Christian and start hanging out with them and doing the things that they're doing And, and, and maybe you'll have an influence on them. No, they will bring you down before you bring them up. They will drag you down because bad company corrupts good character. Proverbs 13.20 says the same thing like this. One of the wisest men to walk. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools. And I love the old King James and it says, and become a fool. Walk with wise and you'll become wise. Walk with fools and you'll become a fool. I used to talk to teenagers all the time and I used to tell them this. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Show me who you're spending most of your time with and I will show you what you will become. Because if you live with the wise, you will become wise. If you associate with fools, you'll become a fool. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. 1 Corinthians 5, 6-7. Again, the Corinthians, they're bragging about all the sinners they know. Your boasting about this is terrible. Don't you realize that this sin is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough? Get rid of old yeast by removing this wicked person from among you. You know, for some of you, the greatest thing that you may be able to do for your marriage is get rid of that friend that your spouse can't stand. Maybe the greatest thing that you could do in 2021... Is just get rid of that person that when you hang out with, because bad company corrupts good character, you start acting like them. And then you come home and you start acting like them towards your spouse. And then your spouse is frustrated saying, man, I hate when you hang out with this person because you come back and you always act like this. And your response is, well, they're my friend. Get rid of them. Because the bad yeast is corrupting everything. The wrong friends can influence your marriage. The wrong friends can influence your kids. The wrong friends can influence your family. And you know, I used to think, oh, this this is a message for teenagers. But what I realized is adults do the same thing that teenagers do. They just hide it better. They got the same wrong friends. Hanging out with the same wrong people. Drinking and partying and doing the same things they shouldn't be doing. Causing the same problems in their life that their 16-year-old kids are going through. They're just hiding it better. And it is the wrong people that are bringing this out. It's the wrong yeast in the bread. It's making it rotten. It's making it wicked. And it's corrupting the house. I'll finish the verse. Then you'll be like, oh, this is really good. Verse 7. You still got verse 7 up there? Sorry, guys, I'm running all over the place. I've been off for a week. Get rid of the old yeast by removing this wicked person from among you. Then you will be like a fresh batch of dough made without yeast, which is what you really are. Think about that. So in order to become what you really are, you have to stop hanging out with the people who are telling you what you aren't. If you really want to become what you are, you've got to get rid of the aren'ts you got to get rid of those people that don't represent the values, the Christian character that you desire to have. The wrong people corrupt good character. And he says, which is what you really are, Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed for us. There is this, there is this thing, and the younger you go, the more prevalent it is. It is the idolatry of friendship. It is taking friends and making them an idol in your life, so much so that my friends are the most important thing in my life. Heard that a million times. My friends are the most important thing that I have. More important than family, more important than faith, more important than anything. It's my friends. Talking to somebody who is, is a Christian now, is walking with Jesus, is growing in their faith, and has this one friend that is just could care less about faith. And I said, why are you still friends with this person? And here was the reason. Because because we've been friends for so long. They've been my friends since we were kids. Look, if all you have in common with someone is the past, it's time to move on. If all you have in common with someone is 15 years ago when you were skipping rocks on a lake together, and now you're walking with Jesus, and all they want to do is sin all the time, it's time to move on. Those wicked people. Do you remember, I'll give you an illustration. You remember home ec? What on earth happened to home ec? Home economics, one of my favorite courses. How did we cancel home economics? Like, when I say home ec, kids look at me like, what? You mean robotics or app programming, like all these new classes that they have? No, I'm talking about the class that teaches you how to bake cookies. I'm talking about the class that teaches you how to sew a button on your shirt. Classes that teach you how to balance a checkbook. I learned all those things in home economics. Home economics, was one of my favorite classes, except for one time when we failed baking chocolate chip cookies. It was my friend's fault. I will never forget it. We had, I mean, literally, this, some of you, like younger people, are like, what? You bake cookies in school? Yeah, it's how you learn things about how to operate in a home. You can become a social media influencer, but you don't know how to cook anything. You need home economics. Come on, where's my home economics people at? <laughs> home economics, it's where you learn it. So we were in home ec and we were baking cookies and the recipe called for a dash of salt and a cup of sugar. And my buddy put in a cup of salt and a dash of sugar. I remember we finished the cookies baked, we pulled them out, we took a bite and we're like, whoa. Well, and the worst part was, so then you had to put it on a plate, and you had to present it to your teacher, and she ate it, and then she would give you a grade based on the taste. It was, it was like, this is a loss. We're like, you really don't want to try that. She was like, no, 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 I've tried everything. I have to grade everything. You know, she takes it, and her face got really sour. And she said, what would you guys do? And we said, we have no idea. And she said, it tastes like salt. And she said, did you use sugar or did you use salt? And we said, Sugar. We thought it was sugar. It looks the same. It feels the same. Texture's the same. But it's completely different. You know, some of you have salty friends and you wonder why your life's so bitter right now. You Get these friends that are just bitter. It's causing bitterness. It is the wrong yeast in the bread. They have to to go, I'm telling you, doesn't matter how much you're reading this, doesn't matter how much you pray, and doesn't matter how much you're in church, if you're hanging out with the wrong people, bad company corrupts good character. First thing we got to stop is hanging out with the wrong people. First thing that has to go is the wrong people. Second thing, number two, aren't you so glad you came to church on the first Sunday of 2021? You were expecting, what do I do to make it a great year? No, I'm going to tell you what you need to stop. Number two stop words of death stop words of death that are killing everything around you proverbs 18:21 i love this passage the tongue can bring life or death flip it the tongue can bring death or life those who love to talk ladies those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Catch this for a minute. Let it soak in. There are consequences to the words you speak. The consequences are one of two things. They are life or they are death. Now, when we talk about words, we have to be very, very careful to have a theological understanding of what we mean. People go off the rails with words when they start thinking their words have creation power. The only one with creation power in his words was God. God spoke and it came into existence. We have with our words agreement. Power That is not to minimize the power we have in our words, but we can't speak and create things. We can speak and agree with things. So when I'm talking about speaking life, I'm coming into agreement with the fact that God wants to bless me, that he wants to care for me, that he has a hope and a future for me, that I'm more than a conqueror in him, right? I am coming into agreement with my words as to what his promises are. I'm not creating hope. I am agreeing with hope. I'm not creating blessing. I am agreeing with blessing of what God says. So let's read it again when we understand we have agreement power with our words. That's what this verse is saying. Proverbs eighteen twenty one: The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Question for you. What do you agree with most every day? Do you agree with life or do you agree with death? What do you agree with most in your marriage? Do you agree with life? Or do you agree with death? What do you agree with most with your children? Do you agree with life? Or do you agree with death? What do you agree with most at work? Do you agree with life? Or do you agree with death? Because your words have consequences. Ephesians 4.29 says, Don't use foul words. Or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. I want my words this year to bring life. I want my words to bring life to my children. I want my words to bring life to my marriage. I want my words to bring life to our church. I want my words to bring life to those who are hurting. I want you, when you need a word of life, I want the first person you think of calling to be me. I just, I'm sick of all the negative. I need a word of life. Where can I turn? Please call me or text. I want my words to be life. I want to agree with life. I want to agree with life for you. I want to agree with life for me. I want to agree with life for my family. I want to come into agreement with life because life and death are in the power of the tongue and we're going to reap the consequences. My son, man, I wish I could tell you this story. Uh, he he's he is the one with words that I mean. Whew. You talk about he, he, if anybody has the ability to screw up some words, it's my son. He does it beautifully. Oh, I wish I could tell you this story. I can't. We need to keep the pulpit pure. It's it is a, it was a funny one, and I mean. God told Hosea to marry Gomer, who was a prostitute. It's along those lines. He just mixed his words up really bad. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you after church. You want to hear this story? It is funny. My son mixed up some words and said something crazy the other day. I'll give you another one. He's, I mean, he's done it a million times. He used to love fire trucks. Fire trucks were his thing. Now, when he was two, he pronounced truck as the T was an F and the R was silent. I'll let you kick that around in your mind for a second. Loved fire trucks, could not pronounce truck, Properly, And it just happened to come out as abusive and foul language. So I'm walking through uh, the church uh, in Conrad. I was walking through and there was, a, lo and behold, this big toy fire truck was sitting in the hallway, right? And he saw this this fire truck and he wanted it really bad and he started pointing at it. And I was like, no, son, we got to go. And I picked him up and you know how two-year-old he starts throwing his fit. He starts screaming and then he starts pointing over my shoulder and he starts screaming fire Yeah, I want fire, I want fire truck, and I'm like, say truck, please, quit saying that. There was this lady in the nursery, an older lady, who she was equal parts horrified and offended. She was like, what is wrong with that pastor's kid, right? He wants fire, what, like what is happening around here? But you know, the wrong words can change everything. I hate that phrase about sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Words can crush you. Words can wreck your future. Words can destroy your marriage. Words can cripple your kids. Or words can bring life. Words can bring hope. Words can bring healing. Words can bring something that nothing else can. An encouraging word in a moment of need is medicine to the soul. Words can change everything. We have got to stop agreeing with death. And we have to start agreeing with that. I'll give you another example. Um, I got corrected. I love that we were at Honey's on the 21st filming. And uh, there was a couple there that was new to our church. And I made this fleshly statement, which I unfortunately do too often. And I said something to the effect of, uh, man, I feel like we lost a year in 2020. I just I I feel like we lost a year. You know, we were locked down, distanced, and everything else. And I just I just feel like it was a loss for for the church. That's what that's what I said. And she piped up and I'm so glad she did. And she said, Well, it wasn't a total loss because we found the church in twenty twenty. You talk about correcting me. I was like, wow, I hear you, Lord. Sorry about that. And I I tossed it. You know what? You're exactly right. Thank you so much for that. But that's just the difference of speaking death or speaking life. 2020 wasn't a horrible year. It was just a different year. I believe there will be things we will look back on from this past year and be extremely grateful for in our future. Extremely grateful. I know for me, I will never take for granted worshiping in person with you ever again. Without something over my face and being able to stand close enough to you to hear you sing badly. I will never miss those, I will never take those moments for granted again because I long for them. I long for our church family online that cannot be in this room right now. I long for the day where our chairs are back together again. And these masks are off our face and we're worshiping and we're close again. Why? Because I just know the value of it. Last year was great for me because it showed me what we need more of. We need to worship together more. We need to speak more life to each other. We need to walk in fellowship with one another. Okay, number one. Bad people got to go. Number two, the wrong words have to go. And number three, I'm going to shoot you really straight. We're in Huntsville, Texas, right? We can handle a little straight shooting around here. Okay. Stop doing things that don't glorify God. Stop. Just stop doing things things that don't glorify God. Stop drinking too much. Stop looking at pornography. Stop gossiping. Stop lying. Stop, just stop doing things that don't glorify God. 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. I love this verse. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. There's a lot of freedom in that right there. Because the enemy is going to try to convince you that you're the only one in this room struggling with that secret that you have. We all do. We all face the battle. We all face the temptation. We all face the struggle. Man in the pulpit first. We all. There's no temptation that's overcome you that's not common to man. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. Listen to this. But God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. Do you hear that? Let's agree with life today that the temptation is not stronger than you. My kids, they, they, like to, they like to run from me, right? I become the dad monster, and I chase them around. And invariably, he hasn't figured it out yet, but they run up to the playroom, and there's only one way in and one way out of the playroom, and there's nothing in there, and I just I corner them. And when I have them, they know they're in trouble. They, just, they fall, fetal position. They're like, don't tickle me too hard. You know, I just, I caught them already, right? Do you realize no temptation has that power over you? It cannot corner you. It cannot trap you with no way out. In fact, listen, he says, when you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Love 1 Peter 4, 1 through 2. Uh, This scripture, I have it written down in my journal and we talk about daily presence and we go to meditate. I've been on this scripture for a couple days now. It's so powerful. It says, therefore, since Christ suffered In the flesh. Think about this for a second. Meditate on the scripture. Since Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same understanding. Think about that for a second. That Jesus suffered in his flesh. So I should get the mindset that I'm going to suffer in my flesh, that I'm going to battle in my flesh. Why? Because the one who suffers in the flesh is finished with sin. I want to be finished with sin in my life. So what does that mean? That means I'm going to suffer in the flesh. Why? Verse 2, in order to live the remaining time in the flesh, no longer for human desires, but for God's will. Think about this. I'll give you an example. I remember, you know, it says that, let me me back up to it. It says that arm yourselves with this same understanding because the one who suffers in the flesh is finished with sin. Uh, I used to be a really, really good sinner. I was almost a professional, nearly wrecked my life with my ability to sin. And I will tell you something, sin is fun. Don't let anybody tell you any different because if they do, they just weren't doing it right. I had a ton of fun while I was sinning. I did. I had tons of trouble. had tons of fun. But how many of you know fun doesn't satisfy? Right? Fun doesn't bring fulfillment. Fun will most of the time bring disaster. So I was a really good sinner, and I was having a ton of fun sinning, and then I got serious about Jesus, and that meant I had to quit partying and run around with the wrong friends. And I remember a moment where I was sitting alone by myself, in my room while all my friends were out partying and all my friends were having a great time. And I was sitting there in my flesh and I was saying to myself, wow, decided to follow Jesus. And now what's happened? I'm alone. I mean, I wish wish our college students were here for this. I'm sitting here alone. I'm by myself. My friends are having fun. And I've got no one. I was suffering in my flesh. But God was doing a work in me. God was moving in me to a place now where I find so much more fulfillment in doing His will than I did doing my will. Because doing my will kept me from being able to fulfill God's will. When God is calling you to suffer in your flesh, which means resist the things that other people are doing. That is a ton of fun when you're sitting because fun will not satisfy you. Fun will not fulfill you. Jesus will. Jesus will satisfy your soul. So stop doing things you know you shouldn't be doing because he is the only one that can satisfy your soul. And it's suffering in the flesh. Never thought of that before. I've always championed victory, victory. I'm going to have victory and I believe in victory and I believe I'm more than a conqueror. But I also believe that I need to embrace suffering in my flesh a little more. I need to embrace suffering on things I really want to do, but I know I shouldn't. I need to embrace that fleshly suffering. And I need to say, Lord, this is yours. I hand it over to you, and I'll gladly embrace it. Because when we do, that's when we know we're doing God's will. I have been um, so sore this week. Uh, and I will tell you why. If you watched Christmas Eve, you saw got a little weight loss bet going on here. 2020 was not good to me uh, when it comes to skinny britches, right? It just was not was not a favorable year. Uh, In fact, I I started out the year, I used to play basketball like four or five times a week and stayed in good shape, just running the floor. My gym closed and when my gym closed, we were all at -at stay-at-home orders. So then I started running. I was like, man, I got nothing nothing better to do. I can't go to the office, can't do anything. I'll run. So then I started running. I I, I told some people that message on the 27th that we re-aired, it didn't age well because I quit running uh, after I had done 10 miles one time. I did a 10-mile race on my own. My running partner, who was my my daughter quit on me about halfway through, and from that point on, I was like, Forget it, if she's out, I'm out, I'm not doing this anymore. And so then I quit running, and then I really just kind of didn't do anything for six months, and it hit me, it hit me strong, right? So I said, You know what, getting in shape 20 pound bet, 100 ounce steak, it's on the line, I'm ready. To do it, and so I started searching workout plans, and I found uh, this guy who was real jacked up, and I was like, "Yeah, that's where I'm headed. That's what I'm doing." And so I decided to do his workout plan. His first workout was a leg day workout. I ain't done nothing to my legs in almost a year. So I was like, "All right," and you, you guys know this, right? When you go for it and you go for it, I'm, I'm motivated. I'm fired up. I did this massive workout, and I was so sore I could not hold my son the next day. I was literally like, oh, I know it was legs, but my back and my shoulders and my my everything was so sore. But you know what that soreness was? It was a reminder that I was getting closer to the goal. It was a reminder that I was doing something. When we talk about suffering in the flesh, it should be a reminder that you're doing God's will. That you're fulfilling what God wants you to fulfill. we got to get rid of the wrong people. We got to get rid of the wrong words, and we got to get rid of the wrong things. Hey everybody, thanks again for joining us. We believe God has something great for your life, and we hope this message encouraged you to take the next step in your faith.